and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to our podcast. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017, and we've got a great show for you this evening. Let me ask you a question. Would you like to unlock your soul blueprint for purpose and prosperity? Do you really want to, do you want to align yourself so you can have the most prosperity and abundance possible? I'll bet you do. Well, we've got the show for you this evening. I'm, I'm so thrilled. Our special guest who will be calling in in a few minutes is Prema Lee Guerreri, and her book is Your Sacred Wealth Code, Unlocking Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity. It's a fascinating book, uh, and it's an interactive book where you go through a number of steps to uh, kind of uh, get in touch with your archetypes and then start working on how you can get in alignment for prosperity. And it's something, of course, uh, particularly in uh, the United States and Western cultures that we're uh, focused to the point of obsession with, uh, with all the fear mongering out there. Everybody's afraid of, uh, you know, running out of money. And uh, so many people in this country are, uh, as we're consumers, are uh, in debt because uh, they just push the powers that be, the media, really pushes uh, consumption at us. And two-thirds of the economy is based on consumerism. So this is a great book. I went through it over the past uh, week or so, and I got a reading from Prema Lee. And um, I'm thrilled that we're going to talk about it and uh, show you, my audience, the process in which uh, you go through to be able to unlock your sacred wealth code. So we'll bring Prema Lee out in a few minutes. Let's just quickly do a update as to what's going on out there in Guys Guys World. You know, this is the place, Guys Guys Radio. This is our 238th podcast. This is where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, about two men competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City in the world of advertising. And from there, we started Guys Guys Radio. We did a lot of relationships, and we still do relationship podcasts. And then we've expanded the club, so to speak. We speak with a lot of uh, spiritual teachers, uh, channelers, empaths, intuitives, um, and we actually have a, our fantasy football special next Wednesday with the fantasy football Sherpa, Scott Sweeney. So we do a little bit of everything. We've got some entertainers who come on the show also, and we're growing and growing, and I'm so uh, appreciative of being able to get this positive message out there about better men, better world. It's really just about doing the right thing and uh, showcasing and exposing the possibilities that are out there uh, for people, particularly for men, because I think men are to get a little bit there. Guys, you know, we're, we're, we're lone wolves. A lot of times we don't talk about our feelings. We kind of keep things to ourselves. We, we kind of just hide behind our jobs and our bank account and define ourselves that way. And uh, women are a little more open to trying different things. And then to this uh, more in touch with their spirituality, if you will, um, and I think guys want to do that, but a lot of times when guys are making the first steps into that area, a lot of times it's to put a Band-Aid on a specific situation. But the good news is there's so much out there, and I've learned so much from my guests uh, on Guys Guys Radio uh, that we've shared with you um, that it's just an amazing warehouse full of information that's out there to help make more and live more fuller lives. Let me give you an example. I've mentioned it a few times on the show, but uh, 
you know, I had robotic surgery three years ago and I on my kidneys of all places. And I was like, wow, how did this happen? Well, everything's fine. And the 98% chance it'll never happen again and all that. But nobody could tell me in Western medicine, and they did a beautiful job, but nobody could tell me, you know, what causes these things. And so I was talking with one of our guests on Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Amit Goswami. And he said, you know, you might want to look into uh, Ayurvedic medicine. And I did. And I've been working with the folks at New York Innovative Medicine here in Manhattan. Uh, and I've been on a protocol. It's been about eight months now. I'm just finishing up because my results have been, uh, as they have told me, incredible. My level of toxicity in my body has been cut by 100%. Um, my cells have been regenerated. They're talking to each other. I'm significantly younger through their test methodology than my chronological age. And, and it's going great. So I'm thrilled about that. But you know what? You don't stop there. My wife and I, we keep researching different ways of uh, maintaining wellness. And uh, uh, we watch a lot of Gaia TV. I don't know if you have that uh, on your cable, but it's fantastic. It's like about 10 bucks a month, but uh, there's so many good shows on there. And one of the products uh, I, we picked up um, that I've been taking lately, and it's put, it, put me into a detox state. Um, I, first, I was like, why am I... I have all this like stuff coming out of my chest and I'm like, summer, I'm, I'm not sick. I feel great. And then I realized I've been taking these Dr. G. Patrick Flanagan's mega hydrate, the ultimate hydration system. And basically it, it, it helps create a uh, negative ions hydrogen negative ions in your body. It ups the level of those and they go after all the free radicals. And as a result, you have uh, more hydration in your body. Uh, and of course, you should drink a lot of water and all that. But then uh, as a result of the free radicals being kind of chased down, you get healthier. And I'm going through a detox as a result of that. Another thing we're doing that's pretty interesting is my wife picked up these uh, anchi, anchi stones, they're called. They're small crushed stones that are like a billion, from like a billion years old. And um, you can activate... Um, you know, you, we use a zero filter on water, but what you can do with these stones is you can activate the water and make it create living water. You put a, uh, you put a uh, plate down and you fill it with the stones and then you put a picture, pitcher, glass pitcher, and leave it there for 24 hours and it activates the water. So I've been doing that. My supplements from uh, my Ayurvedic medicine protocol and taking these mega hydrates. And I got to tell you, it's putting me through some loops but I'm doing great and I feel fantastic. And the point really is, you know, for guys particularly, there's ways we need to open up and try new things and be open to things because so many people, particularly guys and guys, I'm a boomer and so many guys I know, they just did doing the exact same thing in the same quantity, whether it's drinking or eating or eating meat and everything else, too much sugar. They're just doing the same thing that they've done for the last 30, 40 years. And that catches up with you. At a certain point, you have to make a turn and you have to do things a little bit differently and be open to things. So that's one of the things we're doing on Guys Guys Radio and with my Guys Guys brand. We're creating awareness for other options. Um, and what my goal is to really become a one of the new voices that uh, is out there to help get the word out for a lot of the folks and their messages like my guests and also uh, to help guys, help men be better and be as good as they can be. So that's kind of what we're all about. You can catch me uh, 
on Guys Guys Radio. All of our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to help us out, uh, listen on iTunes, subscribe, rate the show, and review. That pushes us up the ladder in terms of uh, iTunes and gets us more awareness. That would be really helpful. Um, you can catch me on YouTube, uh, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, Facebook, Robert Manny Author, that's M-A-N-N-I. And my website, where I do a weekly blog and lots more, is called robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. And uh, as I liked, and the book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, is available. Probably the easiest place to get it is online. Amazon usually has it on sale. Um, 25 out of 25 five-star reviews. It's a lot of fun. It's been called The Male Sex in the City. And there's more to come. Um. Let's talk a little bit more about what's going on out there, and then I'll bring my special guest out. Uh, well, in uh, America, we're going through. Uh, it's like we've been we've had Donald Trump as president for eight months, going almost nine months, and I think people are pretty tuckered out because he's he's been the uh, change agent that maybe we've needed, but nobody seems to know where he's headed, and he sends such mixed signals. Today, he was talking about. We have to build a wall and have Mexico, uh, America pay for it now. So he's just confusing a lot of people. And um, it's, uh, I think there's a, a lot of burnout that's going on. And there's one thing to be a disruptor. That's good. But at a certain point, the country needs to look towards their government, towards their leaders for, for leadership. And I don't know if we're getting that right now. And whether you, excuse me, whether you like them or not, you have to say like, wow, this is a wild ride and it's tiring. <coughs> excuse me for a moment. <coughs> it's part of my detox, getting this weird coughing. Anyhow, <clears throat> let me have a little sip of water here. Excuse me. So after I bring my guest out, Later on in the show, we're going to do my weekly segment called Guys, Guys, Guide. Excuse me. And we're going to talk about uh, part two of a blog I put out last week about, excuse me again, 10 books that really changed my life. I went through the first five last week. I'll do the second five this week. <coughs> let's, let's take a quick break so I can grab hold of myself here, and then we'll bring out our special guest. Prema Lee Guerreri. Okay, we're back. Let me tell you about my special guest because I'm anxious to, uh, eager to get her out here, and uh, she's a fascinating person. Prema Lee Guerreri is committed to creating a world where everyone is empowered to live on purpose in a way that is aligned with their divine gifts and their birthright of true prosperity. <coughs> Excuse me. Prema is a leading Vedic astrologer business consultant, energy practitioner, and spiritual coach with more than 25 years of experience. <coughs> Excuse me again. The author of the book we're going to talk about tonight, Your Sacred Wealth Code, Unlock Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity. I'm just going to bring her out right now because I'm going to be coughing. I'm going to ask for her to carry the ball for me tonight because it's going to be tough for me to even ask questions. So without further ado, our special guest, Prema Lee Guerreri. Good evening, Prema Lee. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and we're just going to send you a little bit of love here, and I know that that chest is going to clear easily for you. Um, thank so you. thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm really thrilled to be here with you and to and to just talk about this subject of you know really what sacred wealth is and how 
um, how you can unlock your your own soul blueprint. Because I really believe that we are, you know, I look at soul blueprints through the lens of Vedic astrology, through the lens of <coughs> intuition. But I really believe everyone is very connected to theirs, and that was the the motivation, the inspiration, actually, to actually write the book that I had been teaching through my work with people for so long, is to help help all of us just connect in deeper to something, get aware that we are connected, and then make some really conscious choices about how we can connect in with what wealth really is for us personally, instead of being plugged into what we're programmed to believe that wealth is. Now, I wanted to first thank you for being on the show. And secondly, I want to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, who's been so kind to me and to Guys Guys Radio, and she sent me your information, and uh, I'm so glad she did. So thank you, and thanks, Dr. Oh, Kim. Oh, she's a thanks, Dr. She's Kim. A, she's a dear, dear friend, and I'm just really grateful she's on the planet. Yes, she's amazing. Yes, me too, uh, and a fascinating, such an interesting person too. Um, just amazing. Um, let's talk about your personal story, if you, if, if we, if you will. Just give us a snapshot of how uh, the life changes uh, that happened that got you into the. Uh, space that you're in now uh, where you left your business and you left a relationship and you pretty much uh, put it all on the line and you've come up with this sacred wealth code. And sometimes it takes drastic steps to, to get to that breakthrough point. And I think a lot of people uh, are programmed and it's not their fault at all. And I'm sure I fall into it also, but there's so much fear to be able to kind of drop what you're doing and say, you know what, I'm going this way and your book and the exercises in it, and the practices in it really help people uh, have a discipline and a plan to do that. So could you take us through just a snapshot of how you got to where you are with the book? Sure. A- absolutely. So, um, you know, we can either choose breakdown or breakthrough. And we have to break down first a lot of times before we break through. And I was in a position where I really felt like I was on my path. I felt like I was on my purpose, had this yoga and healing art center it was really a world-class place very very beautiful big had healing practitioners and i tell that story in the book but i am going to just give you all a snapshot the thing was you know this was a six-figure in sales business um this was doing well if you looked at it but i wasn't taking that much of that home with me and even though i felt i was totally on purpose it was and I had it for almost five years, things were starting to crumble, and the things that were starting to crumble were, were me. And in that, I just kept looking deeper and deeper, like, why, where am I off? Where, how could I be off? I felt like I did all the inner work I could possibly do, and, it, and I, I couldn't sort of resurrect this, this scenario, and I finally started to realize what was going on. And I, and I could see some of my patterns were at play. I was trying to do it all alone. I had lived on my own since I was really young. I was still in the closet a little bit about the intuitive that I am, so I wasn't stepping out fully with my gifts I was being called to. So long story short, I really was on my knees. It was really a dark night of the soul after trying many things, selling the business, bringing in a partner, and I was just being told, you, you're going to have to let this go. And it was kind of humiliating for me. And I had to just get over that in a big old hurry because I really had to let it go. And so I I did, and I vowed that I would stay on my knees and I'd figure this out because I was really at a big turning point in life. And um, as Robert mentioned, I I lost my marriage during that time. I had a Brady Bunch family. I still had two kids to support on my own. And what I 
found out. I dove into the Vedic astrology. I dove into what I, you know, the belief clearing that I do. And what I found was that I was, I found that, um, I found the sacred wealth code really from the back door, like a lot of us do. We don't think about what do I want. We're we're fixated on what what I don't want. But I used what's not working. What's not working led me into knowing that I was functioning from, from part of what I call now the shadow side of my mm-hmm. sacred wealth code. And that shadow side had me locked up and not fully standing in my gifts. So I did what I needed to do to clear that. And I have to say that's a long, lifelong process of clearing our shadow. But I was able to flip things around and really identify that this is my sacred wealth code. It lives at the intersection of purpose and prosperity. It's based on a Vedic astrology principle that I've been using for a long time. But I started to see this is really where our divine gifts are. But we have a lot of divine gifts. Let me redefine that. Our highest value ones, like the ones that when we use, the world also really values us for. So I flipped things around and I hired help, even though I didn't have the money to. I borrowed the money. Um, I found a heart-centered business coach. I went back to work with my Vedic astrology mentor. I got an assistant and an accountant. And I vowed to never do it alone again because that was part of my shadow was being very independent, having lived on my own since I was very young. And I had to break that because, you know what, none of us are meant to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And in that, started to evolve the sacred wealth code in the way that I teach it now. So that was, you know, over 10 years ago. And over time in dealing, in working with clients, purpose and for prosperity and, and businesses, the whole there's a whole archetypal system that started to download. So instead of just helping really define people's gifts and then how they could uniquely use them and clear the things that were keeping them and holding them back and then designing a business around or a movement in the world, sometimes it's a book or whatever, but that was really unique to their gifts, uh, this body of archetypes started to drop in, um, download through me. And like even um, Dr. Kimberly would say, um, you know, they have like a, their own sacred geometry to them, even mm-hmm. though they might have similar names that you might hear. When you read the definitions, they're laced with uh, how, you're, how you could, you're gifted and ways you could use your gifts that maybe you don't see and equally what your shadow might be. And then what I teach people is how to actually embody that, let go of the shadow and embody your gifts and be willing to jump past what is, you know, societally and and like you said, it's not your fault, but you're programmed with a lot of stuff to actually be authentically who you are and even define not only the work that's really yours to do in the world, but also you know what wealth is to you because it's really different for each and every one of you. So that's why I take a stand for sacred wealth. Now, uh, so the system is there's uh, there's four, there's pillars, uh, your sacred wealth pillars, and then there's archetypes. Uh, could you take our listeners through kind of a an Ayurvedic astrologer? So first of all, let's let me ask you that first. What's what sure. is Vedic astrology versus traditional astrology? Well, I would call Vedic astrology traditional astrology. It's the traditional okay. astrology of the East. So we have Western okay. astrology, mm-hmm. and we have. Um, and we have um, Eastern astrology, which is Vedic astrology. Vedic astrology comes from the Vedas, texts that are 6,000 years old. You mm-hmm. mentioned Ayurveda. Ayurveda comes right. from the Vedas, and it translates right. mm-hmm. to the science of life, 
Well, Jyotish is the, is the Sanskrit word for Vedic astrology, and it comes from the Vedas, and it translates to the science of light. And it's okay. been used um, for you know, over 6,000 years, and very live uh, to this day is used. Western astrology comes from the Greek system. It's about 2,000 years old, and, it's, and um, it is, it, they keep, Western astrology keeps time um, a little bit differently than Vedic uh-huh. astrology keeps okay. time. And Vedic astrology has many more layers. So it's like we could stand in a multifaceted mansion and look at the same thing from so many different angles. We can go, yep, Got it. it looks like Got that it. from here, from here too. Um, and, and really, I use it not as prediction, although I do help people understand what the celestial weather is so we can navigate through it. Mm-hmm. But I really use it to help people understand their own soul choices and what they're really here for, which again is soul choices, so that you can understand yourself better so then Mm -hmm. because i believe that um you know prediction is great um to a certain extent but it's really only based in this moment and i hate to ever rob people of choice because even if you have um, some challenging stuff in your soul blueprint you have the choice to transcend all of it um and you know if you if you choose to do that and that's a lot of what i help people do actually so uh, anyway, I use it to help people understand themselves better. It's a lifelong study for me, and um, and I'm always fascinated. I'm always fascinated by it. Okay. Now, you're an intuitive also. So how do you work as an intuitive, and when did you realize that you had that gift? So when I look back, I could say I realized that I had, you know, I could see where I had that gift. In fact, I thought I had anxiety attacks as a kid, but that wasn't the case. I would just have really huge downloads, and I was super sensitive. I'm also pretty grounded in the world, which allowed me to function pretty well. But by the time I was a young teenager, I I got it that um, that I was an intuitive. But you know, I was never that um, kind of freaked my mom out um, for one thing. Uh, it wasn't something that I kind of keep kept that hidden to a certain degree. But what I was put in a lot of different situations where I would say now I was way too young to be in those situations, um, and there was no adults around to give me guidance. And mm-hmm. so it was always like, where's that voice coming from? You know, whether it was a feeling or actual words, it was it was from the inside. I started to have that guidance, but people always came to me for to help them figure stuff out, and I could just see and and feel things. So, and also in the like the tradition of Vedic astrology. So that was that was very young, but I kept that. Mm, I would say that I was a lot of people's best kept secret for many years, and mm-hmm. actually that was part of stepping into my wealth code. It was when I really stepped out and said, "Yes, I am a Vedic astrologer, but I'm also an intuitive." And in fact, you do have to have some intuitive skills, and we all can develop intuitive skills. But I'm wired up, so to speak. Like I got invited into being a Vedic astrologer. I went to see a Vedic astrologer, and he said, "You know, you're wired for this. You know, you know, you have the, um, you have the." the psychic sense, the intuition to actually read this language. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, right. And then, um, and he said, no, like you do, you need to study this and you need to study with me. And, and I was, I was <laughs> indoctrinated at that, at that point. So, and then other, some people study it and they're like, how do you ever get this? Well, again, it's, it's a soul language and we all have different wiring for different things. Just like a mechanic, okay. a mind can read that better. Got it. So for the uh, so 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 for our listeners to understand kind of how you work, because uh, 
it's very digestible, the book, and the practices are very digestible. It, 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 uh, but the individual going through the process has to do some work, and they have to ask themselves some questions, and they have to be honest with themselves. So could we – and uh, you were kind enough. I sent you my information yesterday, and very quickly I got to turn around with a reading, and there's also a chart. I guess that's my astrological chart. So maybe for the benefit of our audience, could we use me as your uh, yeah. test, test case, if you will, and – Take, take us through uh, the, the pillars, the archetypes, yep. and then what you saw. I noticed my uh, archetypes were the connector, the administrator, the teacher, and the communicator. And it was interesting because I started reading it, and I was like, a connector. Well, I'm not really – well, I guess a little bit like that, but I'm not really that in some ways. And then I read administrator, and then by the time I realized it's four, the four archetypes – that I'm like, oh, this does paint a picture of who I am and where I should be going. Because, you know, things come to you at the, the right time in life. And what I've personally been working on uh, is I've been really just recently saying I have to align myself um, to my soul's purpose. This is the time to do that. And I need direction. I need help to help. I need help to help myself do that work. And uh, I've been doing meditation. I was actually uh, a woman, uh, Jeanette Meek, uh, who I got introduced to through Paul Selig. Uh, she did a reading for me about a week ago, and she said, you know, you need to do journaling. And you mentioned that in your book. And she needs you, you to do spiritual journaling and uh, more meditation. And um, that will suss out really what you need to do, because ultimately it is about choice. But I'm going on and on and on. Why don't you take us through your process and use me as an example? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sorry so for the I'll longer give you, um, <laughs> I'll give you the, the quick rundown here. So and I want everyone to know the intention of I, – I do Sacred Wealth Code readings, and, and I, I gave uh, Robert his, his archetypes, which come with a beautiful description, and I also do those live and in all my, um, all my programs. There's different levels of actually then how do you use this and how do you work with this. Uh, and depending whether it's business or um, whatever level. So the book was the user's manual so that you could choose your own sacred wealth code. And it starts with really understanding. Um, I take you through a process to understand what your wealth dream even is so that you know you're not, you're not headed for somebody else's dream and get there and go, mm -hmm. well, I never want this anyway. And then there's four pillars to your sacred wealth code that are really important. And the first one is purpose, and I call this harnessing your soul's big why. So once you even know why, what wealth you want, we need to know why you want it. And you can just write this equation down, why equals purpose, purpose equals why. When you know the why behind anything you're doing, mm -hmm. being desiring, then you're connected with the purpose of it, and then you can tweak that if that's not, if that's not really you know, what it is that you want. So I want you to think of um, your sacred wealth code lives at this intersection of purpose and prosperity. It's where your purpose planets and your prosperity planets come together. Okay, And I'm, I'm simplifying it because there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. But sure. your purpose planets and your prosperity planets. So your purpose is the like the vehicle to get you there. So I help you to understand your purpose for even wanting wealth. And all when when um, Robert says uh, you have to ask yourself these questions, I provide all the questions for you. And it is one of my gifts to ask really good questions to pull through you the mm -hmm. best of you and have you really tell yourself the truth. And then the second pillar is passion. And I call this the essence of fulfillment. Now, if the 
purpose is the vehicle to get you to that intersection of purpose and prosperity, then passion is the fuel for that vehicle. And and it is the passion that is what you're passionate about creating wealth for. Uh, it's also what you're passionate about that just lights, you know, lights your passion up on a daily basis. I have people understand what that is and then engage in that daily so you've got fuel in you to, to drive your purpose somewhere. Otherwise, um, you don't necessarily, what's going to give you the energy to actually do what you need to do to actually be in that alignment with your sacred wealth code? And then, and of course, there's a whole, you know, a whole process around this. So then the next uh, part of the pillars here is the, your high-value gifts. And I call this wielding your superpowers. So if that intersection of purpose and prosperity is um, where you want to be, and that high-value gifts are the houses that live on those corners. Now, after looking at Donna Yoga's, after looking at people's, you know, what I now call your sacred wealth code, what I saw there and was guiding people with is here's what your your superpowers, here's your gifts that would be so valued in the world. These are your gifts that are like when you use them, they're like a key that unlocks something in the world that only you can unlock. And we all have this within our highest value gifts. So this is, um, like I said, you want to live in those houses on the corner so you can mm-hmm. be there to interact with your sacred wealth code. So I help you to understand what some of your high-value gifts are. When you know what your archetypes are, you'll really understand more of your high-value gifts. But I help you to understand enough of them so that you can really tune in to which archetypes are yours. And, you know, this is like really my favorite pillar, which is the fourth pillar, which is your greatest challenges. And I call this the unexpected gateway to wealth. Because just like the poisonous plant has the antidote growing right near it, well, your greatest challenges that you're going through, and in fact, everyone think of you know a challenge that you have had in your life that you can look back and go, oh, I see the blessing, I see how that grew me, or you know, I see why I went through that. Well, any challenge you're facing now, I guarantee you that's in there too. And when we crack mm-hmm. that challenge and we dive into it, we can find the gift in it. So I help you to find the gift in one of your challenges. And these are like really usually supercharged gifts because they've got the challenges are either they're soul challenges, but they're also programming and beliefs that have covered up some of the best of us. And so once you go through the four pillars, then I take you through a process to tune into which of the 23 archetypes are really aligned with your highest value gifts and are really aligned with all four of your pillars. Most people have three to five uh, archetypes in their sacred wealth code. And like I said, I can look at your chart and I can give them to you. But even in that, this pre-work, this work in this book is really important in order to use it. It's like, you know, anyone can give you something uh, and tell you something about you, but it's up to you to embody it and make it your own and then get past anything that's keeping you from using it. So with, uh, Robert, with you, you know, your connector and your administrator, those two particular archetypes, uh, remember that they work hand-in-hand hand together. That's why they're listed together. They're like a team. And, in fact, the identifiers, like when I do a reading, yours are the social, intuitive, purposeful connector administrator because of the configuration they're in, 
the houses they're in, the constellations, and the planets they're involved with gives them those unique identifiers. Sometimes when you might gravitate as you're reading through the archetypes and go, oh, yeah, you know, that's me, I'm the teacher. And that, and then, then maybe you end up getting a, a reading from me. And maybe the teacher isn't in there. And the reason why that happens sometimes is sometimes we get used to using our gifts that we're good at and we've been told we're good at, but maybe aren't our highest, highest value gifts. So we wanted the ones that are our highest value are the ones like, oh yeah, if I really tell myself the truth, that's re- those are really those are really my gifts, and that's where I really should grow into. You in fact have Robert, you have the teacher, um, that inspiring, incredibly loyal um, teacher, and also the communicator. And with the communicator. Um, that's that um, leading and creative communicator. Um, your communicator happens to have a relationship with the leader uh, and also is in a, in a place in your chart that I find a deep level of creativity. So when we use, start using the, and I always suggest everyone like just, in each of the archetypes, there is not only a full description of your gifts, there's a full description of your of your shadow, and it's important to get in and and look at some of that shadow work. But, for instance, with the communicator, all the archetypes have some of the descriptors about them, truthful, outspoken, flexible. There's more. Um, All of them have a mantra. Words have power is the mantra for the communicator. All of them have a soul desire, and this one for the communicator is to be a channel for clarity and growth. And the purpose for the communicator is to speak the truth, illuminate clarity and understanding for positive for the positive growth of humanity and also has the shadow side of being overwhelmed, sarcastic, blunt and pessimistic. There is a list of high value gifts and then there's also what I call tapping in questions. Uh and those tapping in questions are questions that I encourage you and then in my further work with people I encourage them to use them on a regular basis to tap in with what is uh, one of the high-value gifts for this archetype that I could use today or in this project, for instance? And then what's one of the inspired actions I could take today? Inspired action is very big with me. I'm not all about just information. I'm about helping you to connect with it, clearing any of the blocks, and then bringing it down to what I call the final frontier through our bodies, through our flesh, and actually take inspired action, but from the inside out. So the archetypes educate you about you because literally they're aspects of you. And also, I like to think of your sacred wealth code as your wealth council and encourage you to counsel with your council on a regular basis. Um, This is like guides for you, but it's really aspects of you, but you can treat them like guides. And as you develop a closer relationship, they're there speaking to you all the time, or you can call on them at will for deeper Mm -hmm. guidance about them. Are you, are you there permanently? I'm still here. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought I thought I didn't realize you just stopped there. Okay. Um, makes perfect sense. Um, okay. So then you have the let's talk the, the so the wealth council. I'm sorry. I got off track. The wealth council no are they're like guides. So are they um, fourth dimensional beings? Or are they parts you, of your higher self? I mean, how you know? I would I call them I call them parts of your higher. 
yeah, I call them parts of your higher self. I call them parts of when I when I say you, I mean the all of you, right. yeah. uh, which includes your higher self. And yes, they are definitely parts of your your higher self. The only reason to separate them out and give them real definitions is so that we can relate with the best of us and develop a relationship with parts of ourselves that may be dormant. And so a lot of people can relate to the fact that, you know, that guides, uh, guides, and if, and if, you know, guides, angels, all of this has a a similar energy to it, Mm -hmm. that when you learn to have a conversation with um, the you that's beyond the three-dimensionality you, which is really a very small part of you, uh, then you're inviting in, you know, that's where you connect with your soul blueprint is, is, is through your intuition, through your guides, through your heart, through your soul. Now the uh, the chart then how um, how do you read the chart and how does the individual I mean to me it's a chart where I you know I look at it I know it's an astrological chart but I don't I have no idea what to make of it what do you make of well, it well well what does, I make does, of it is is yeah and there's lots you know I go in depth in reading people's charts the reason I include it in a sacred wealth code uh, reading and you got the the base reading I call it and then sometimes I do okay. an audio reading and I actually give a reading or a live reading and then we take it to the level of people asking oh, me questions and. Um, but I include it so people just see that this is this is what your soul blueprint looks like um, from the Vedic astrology perspective, which looks like a graph with a bunch of symbols. So I mm-hmm. literally can read that language, and from that language, I'm looking at where your purpose and your prosperity planets intersect or the houses they're in, their relationship, and that's where I'm finding your sacred wealth code. And each planet itself has three archetypes and the north and south node of the moon each have one archetype and depending on the combination or what house they belong to or what constellation is how we de- how i decide um which archetype like for instance you know i was talking about your communicator and that's ruled by mm-hmm. mercury but mercury is also a merchant and it's also the messenger so it depends on where it where it is and what relationship it's in to allow it to be the communicator. And as I even say this, like communicator, teacher, administrator, these are very common words. Well, it makes not it doesn't make a lot of sense since I'm in the Western world and I'm teaching mostly English speaking people uh to use this system and uh I could have gone and given you archetypes that are in Sanskrit, but that does I'm really about practicality and making things usable. The difference in these archetypes compared to maybe a different messenger or connector or administrator is when you read them and the kinds of descriptions they have are really about, again, your your purpose uh, and how you can use your purpose and your gifts to attract wealth to yourself, um, to create the kind of wealth that is meaningful to you. Because wealth is, some people are very much about sacred wealth or right. spiritual wealth, I should say, and some people are material wealth people. So let, let me get this, the 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 chart would um, be the uh, catalyst for identifying the archetypes, or the archetypes are identified separately. No, the, okay. the The chart is the catalyst for i for identifying the archetypes. Okay. And Got but it. but but let me just be really clear. The 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 book is the um is sort of the layman's way to go through and. Connect with which archetypes are likely in your chart as your sacred wealth code, because again, I do believe you're feeling all this anyway. Okay, so um, if I may ask you, what do you see when you saw my chart? Is, does it have time uh, or anybody's chart? Is there timing in there? Um, you oh know, yeah. For... There's 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 
there's timing in there, absolutely. And I have your archetypes in front of me, but I want to grab your um, your chart in front of me too. So give me just one second here, and let me grab that out of here because maybe you can give me a little snapshot as to where I do. Where I, I do. Am. I'm looking forward okay. to it. I am. I'm excited about it. Give me just a second here. Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have that chart sitting right in front of me with all the other charts I do, but actually, let me grab it right here. I've got it somewhere else. That's super handy. And I'll just pull it up here. So, uh, yeah, that's a whole other level. So when I'm looking at timing, uh, I am looking at uh, the transits that are happening now. Like right now, we're just going through the last solar eclipse, uh, the last eclipse mm-hmm. in a series of eclipses in two particular houses, Leo and in Aquarius, before they actually move to a um, different constellation, to two different constellations. They're going to move to Cancer and they're going to move to Capricorn, actually in September. So I look at the transits that are happening now for your archetype. I also look at uh, for timing, and I also look at the soul cycle you're running. So, for instance, uh, you happen to be running the soul cycle of Venus. That is the connector in your chart, okay? Venus. And so you're coming to the very end of your Venus cycle. It's a 20-year cycle. You've been in this cycle for a very long time. Um, You'll be in this cycle until uh, really uh, September of 2018, which may seem like a long time. But when you're in a 20-year cycle, that is not so long. And you have great Venus. Uh, And in fact, Venus is your main money planet, your connector uh, is your main money planet and your connector in re- by itself just because it rules, it creates what I call a Dhani Yoga by itself because it rules your divine purpose and it rules your second house of money. And so it's a combination in itself and there's just a very few planets in certain scenarios that, that do that and it happens to do that for your chart. It, um, so, and it's very strong in your chart. It actually is uh, one of your strongest planets. So... Um, and you've been running that. So um, had we talked before, and I and I would say for the end of this cycle, um, and it's in deep connection with your administrator, which is a leader, which is a type of a leader, but it's just a very organized leader and a very and these two plants are very socially. Um, like you do a lot of wealth comes to you through your connections with other people, and so like. For you, the more you know, this is great that you have this work you're doing. Um, you want to be out in the world, and uh, you know, you're the kind of person I would say, like, if you get invited to an event, go. You'll make money. You'll make the connections. It's going to happen through connections for you. And we know wealth isn't all about money, but yep. connections are super, super important to you. So you're in the tail end of that particular cycle. And that planet's in a good position. It's not really compromised right now, and it's super strong. So then uh, through this end of the cycle, I would really, uh, really focus on how you want, how you could use your gifts as a connector to connect in more so uh, with people. I would encourage you to really open up to more of your intuitive nature. You have a Neptune here with uh, with um, this combination. And the one of the things with this um, administrator you have to be careful of, and that is you need to be careful to not do too much of the work that's just kind of work on your own that takes up your time and energy and doesn't allow you to fully be in your gifts. So, so the administrative kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you want to 
the details of that, you want to hand that over to yes. somebody else who's that's really their love and allow yourself to be in the leadership side of the administrator. The administrator sees what needs to happen and when it needs to happen and is really good at organizing people and things. So you need to allow yourself and really use your deep intuition to do that, but specifically around um, creativity and connecting connecting people. Are you artistic? You well, consider um, yourself uh, creative i'm published novelist so i've written a screenplay yeah, also yeah. and a you know what tv series and all of that stuff and i do uh, my weekly blog and and this show so yeah no that's all super creative stuff and all falls within this i would just remind you to stay out of the minutiae of things so that you can stay in that creative aspect got it because that's really where um your gifts are also your uh, uh your your teacher, planet, well, there's too many things. I'm getting downloaded with lots of information, so I'll slow it down. Your teacher planet, which happens to be Jupiter, is really strong. It's in a really beautiful lunar mansion that is uh, really quite auspicious. Uh, we like to see people get married under this aspect or create um, long-standing harmony under this aspect. So uh, you're not running that cycle, but that the teacher is always always there for you and is super strong in your chart and happens to live in one of your houses of wealth. And this is the loyal teacher. Um, There's a deep amount of loyalty here and connection to family, and it's very growth-oriented. So uh, it's important for you to always be growing. You know, and it sounds like you are, like you were just describing, like the different people coming on the show and that you're growing from that. Mm -hmm. That really feeds you on a lot of levels. And is is super important for you. And then I'll just touch on your uh, also on your communicator, because your communicator uh, that's a very that's a very important planet. And uh, the way I described it, it's creative and it's leading. It is connected with a leader in your chart. And in fact, you'll be going into the cycle of the leader uh, when you leave this cycle, and that's in September of 2018. Uh, 18. So we're really talking a year, actually. Um, that you're going to, and you're already feeling this new cycle come in. So uh, if this is really leading with a, a level of our, there's a huge amount of inspiration that is here. It is um, communicating with that inspiration uh, and using the power of your communication to and the ins, um, the inspired communication to actually move people. There's a huge amount of creativity here. So, uh, and also, it can also pull you in a lot of directions. So, when you get into that part of the cycle um, in in the next year, it's going to be really important for you to have a um, to be clear on your focus and where it is that you really want to step out and lead. And mm-hmm. I know you're doing a few different things, but it's going to be really clear for you to really hone in on that. Um, on on how you want to move your purpose forward and take enough of a stand in one direction so that your energy isn't too diffused. Does that make sense? That's exa- you know, not only does it make sense, it's exactly what was channeled to me a week ago. Exactly. They said you're like an octopus. You have to pick one thing and get behind it. You all you got a lot of stuff going. You, it's good. You have to pick one thing do. and get behind it. So, that's so in in that the last the last thing I'll say about that and there's tons more but the last thing I want to say about that is that um, you have things going on that you have put 
good energy into. And there's some of those things that there's a way to hand them off to somebody else. So it's like a wheel that continues to turn and continues to generate for you, but you don't have Mm -hmm. to turn the wheel. And then you can divert your focus more into the one stream. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's fantastic. Um, So that's for our audience. That's how the process works when you work with Prema Lee. So excellent. So what, what else can you tell our audience about what they need to do to kind of get started on their path uh, besides picking up your book and going through that process? What can people do to, to kind of just shake off the cobwebs and get out of the, you know, the hamster wheel that most people's lives are about. I think most people want to find their purpose and, uh, they're too busy having to scrape around to pay bills and get out of debt and just living in fear and being overrun by the yeah. media's uh, negative mm-hmm. messaging. What can, what can people do yep. uh, from a practical standpoint? Of course, we want them to buy the book and go through your program. Yep, I'm excited to jump in here. So what, what you can do is uh, it would be – I want everyone just right now to – to think about what what is it that if you did not have to worry about money whatsoever, like whatsoever, and you could just really pick one of your gifts and really start to explore it, what would you be doing? How would you use your time? What would you be, you know, you know, is it that art, you know, that you've really wanted to dive into? Is it, um, you know, are you an inventor type? Do you really want, is there a message, a book that you really want to write? Do you really want to get in and, and work with kids in a particular way? You know, what is that thing that's, if you really were honest with yourself, and maybe it's been brewing in you for a long time, or maybe it was something from when you were really young, that if you didn't have to worry about money at all or be concerned about it, what would you do? And I would just mm-hmm. take just that one thing. And, and I know those of you are going, well, I don't know. And I'm going to just say, you know what? Pick one thing. Within five minutes, pick one thing. And then devote you know, 15 minutes a day, a half an hour a day to exploring that, to doing it, to reading about it, to getting the art supplies out, um, to putting the pen to paper. And start letting your gift come through you. And mm-hmm. you're letting stuff stop you that is um, may always be there. It doesn't have to be, but it's really about how you perceive it. But the thing is, is that really what the world wants is you, like really you. And you've got to explore you in order to give that to the world. So we get hung up in what's urgent. And I'll tell you what, the urgent isn't going to go away, especially in our day and age. But you have to be connected to what's important. And so I just want you to pick that one gift that that we can call important for now and that you commit to yourself to using that gift for a certain amount of time each day, a certain amount of hours each week so that you start to give your the best of you some air time. And you are going to see, you will see um, opportunities come to you because of that. Okay, sorry you will about start that. to see. Yeah, no worries. It's just real life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll you'll start to see. Uh, you know, you'll start to um, different information is going to come. You're going to get more ideas. Get gift yourself with that. Just start focusing on something that's important to you and separate it from. Oh, I can or can't make money from this. 
That's simply not true, and you don't have to think about that right now. Right now, just to let yourself develop and enjoy one of your gifts. That's that's sound advice. Mm -hmm. Now, I I was going to ask you when we were talking about, you know, I have to pick one thing. Well, I think I was going to say, well, how do I decide that? And I think what you just described is probably the process. Is that true? Yes, um, it is definitely uh, it's it's definitely the process, and it's the I don't you know for you intuitively um, as I yes I want you to think of one thing a little differently, meaning that it could be one of those arms of the octopus, but I kind of see you making a hybrid hybrid out of um, a couple of those arms of the octopus. So I just want you to entertain that uh, as well. Sometimes it's a new form mm-hmm. that incorporates, not that you have to start over, but that incorporates uh, where you're sort of separately expressing uh, some of your gifts. Got it. Fantastic. Well, listen, um, your book is fantastic. You're fantastic. And one of the things I really love about the book is that you, uh, it's interactive uh, for, for readers you, you have to do the work, but it opens a lot of things up. And the deeper you get into it, the more you learn. It's like skiing or chess or sex or anything yeah. like that. That's fun. The more you, you know, the more, the better you get at it, the, the, the more dimensional it dimensionalized it becomes. And I really think you're doing something that's unique and special. And uh, as I was going through it, I've had the book opened and uh, carrying it around with me for about a month and I read it and I sit back and I think about it. And I have to, I have to say I've had to take a little bit of time for me to put all the pieces together. But once I got it put together, it's just, it's really a unique, great experience. And I, I commend you for the work you're doing. And it's anything I can do to help get the word out there for you. I'm here for you anytime you want to come back on the show, because I think what you're doing is groundbreaking and it's taking a completely different angle on an age old issue, which is getting people in line with their purpose and in particular their wealth code. Thank you so much, and you know the, and that's why I also teach retreats on the the book. It, you know, some people, uh, it's useful to have a guide, uh, and it mm-hmm. is interactive. And the fact is that you know what, um, it does take doing the work really for anything that's really meaningful. Yep. And actually, in the um, next month in September, I'm also rolling out a, a a program that goes along with that. I basically guide you through the book. Uh, that people oh, can that's um, fantastic. You know, downloading. You know, so and even when you do purchase the book at this point, there is a portal online that you can go yes. to, and there's some of the practices in the book where you can. Mm-hmm. I just guide you through them. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, I think it would be a great DVD too, and uh, it you just it's just yeah. really special. So I congratulate you, and I'm really honored that you uh, joined us on Guys Guys Radio. And sorry about my Thank cough, you. and but no uh, fantastic. Tell everybody where they can find out more about you, where they can get the book, where they can access your programs, because I know you've got a couple different websites and stuff. Sure. You know, I'm going to make it really easy. Sacredwealthcode.com gets you into the main website, and I just, that just makes it easy. There, and I would encourage everyone when you go there, take the Sacred Wealth Code Archetype quiz. It's right there on the page. You'll find out one of your Sacred Wealth Code archetypes. You'll get a nice printout of that particular archetype and a couple of trainings on the back end to just help you with it. So that's a great first step. Uh, the book you can grab there, which you get some free gifts with it. It's also on Amazon if you want to go straight to Amazon on your sacred wealth code and all my programs everything else readings or whatever you can access all right there 
thewealthcode.com. Fantastic. Well, Premalee, thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio, and uh, all the best to you. And uh, thank you for also, you sent me some love, and my cough went away just like that. So I appreciate it. And thanks for the reading, too. You are so, so, so welcome. Thanks, And thanks for the work that you're doing in the world, Robert. Really great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. More to come. All right. Be well. All right. Okay, folks. That's our show for this evening. Actually, uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to do the Guys Guys Guide real quick. Um, Let's take a break right now, and then I'll do it real fast, and then I'll let let everybody go. Okay, folks, I'm back. So let's quickly do the Guys Guys Guide. As promised, I'm going to mention five books. That uh, from my uh, blog post on robertmanny.com, the second five books out of 10 books that have really impacted my life. And you can really get a lot. Uh, they're approved life lessons. So I'm going to start. Drum roll, please. Uh, number six is uh, Caribbean. And it's by James Michener. And it's, uh, it's about, it's an 882 page uh, historical piece of fiction. And it's about the history of all of the lands and the cultures around the Caribbean. And I took it on vacation with me when I went to Anguilla one year, and I read the whole book during that trip. And it was just shocking uh, when you juxtapose the beauty of the uh, islands and the lands around the Caribbean with the horrific and violent and cannibalistic history uh, that's, that, that has come there from the Arawaks and the Caribs, uh, where the uh, Caribs basically killed the uh, Arawaks. Um, through cannibalism, uh, a lot of it, and overpowered them. And then you had the French, the Spanish, and the English came in to Dominican Republic and Haiti, and the French, you know, they brought the guillotine with them, and they used to take it town to town and just pick people randomly and, you know, use the guillotine on them to induce fear and terror uh, to keep control of the lands. Uh, There's also chapters about the Incas and uh, Mexico and uh, all of the different Puerto Rico and Jamaica. And it's just a fabulous book. And what I learned from it is that, you know, even with the beauty of life, there's that duality where there's some bloody violence that's behind it and is all driven by man. So that was number one. Um, two, uh, the book called life by Keith Richards. And uh, it's, it's really his, his autobiography and it's a 700 page book. And also it has a great uh, CD companion CD with it, um, which, uh, is the, the audio version of the book that's read by Johnny Depp, uh, another gentleman who does a great job. And then the last couple of chapters are done by Keith Richards himself. But the book really, uh, you know, goes, goes way beyond the veneer of Keith Richards as the kind of the rebel rock and roller and, 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 and takes you into his love of music and how he, his childhood, which was interesting, a, uh, 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 an only child growing up in post World War II England, how he met Mick Jagger, how they started the Stones, how he changed over time, how their friendship uh, evolved and dissipated. And now they're kind of have like a more of a working relationship together now. Uh, But also what I really got out of it is, is his love of music and the fact that, you know, Keith Richards, he's just a guy like everybody else. He puts his pants on the same way. I got a chance to meet him uh, at a theater in New York at uh, intermission one time. And he, he was very nice. He was, he was friendly and nice. And, um, you know, you don't have to be a, a jerk to be a celebrity. There's a lot of nice celebrities out there and it has no, uh, direct correlation, how nice you are to how much talent you have. Uh, it's a fantastic book. It's the best book about rock and roll ever written. The third book is Siddhartha by Herman Hess. 
very short book, about 150 pages. I read it like every five years or so. And every time I read the book, I get something different out of it. It's about a young guy who grows up in a rich household and he leaves it all and he goes wandering and he lives his life and he learns a lot of different life lessons along the way. And it ends when he's an old man and he has his own son. And uh, it's a fascinating book and it's an emotional book and uh, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful, beautiful book, um, and it's very digestible, too. It's only 150 pages. It's very clearly written. It's just a work of art. Um, number nine, Sideways, the novel that was the impetus for the movie Sideways. Uh, it's written by Rex, Rex Pickett. He's an excellent writer. The book was terrific. Um, I will say this, though. The screenplay, I think, cut a lot of the fat away from the book, and I actually think the screenplay in the movie was better than the book, but the book's really good. And it inspired me. That book inspired me to write my book, uh, my second book that I got published, which was The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. I had written a novel, kind of a practice novel, uh, and chopped it around and then realized you know, how the business worked and what I needed to do. And then I saw Sideways, and I'm like, this is what I want to write about, two guys, uh, and how they deal with uh, – uh, romance and romance. And uh, so that brings me to number 10. And that's my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And I learned so much about myself uh, and about the marketplace by getting a book published. And it was the greatest, one of the greatest thrills of my life. And I decided to kind of build this Guy's Guy's movement based on it. And it's been a wonderful uh, experience and it bl keeps blossoming and blossoming and blossoming. So anyhow, there's so many other books that I've read that are fantastic, but this is just uh, the second part of 10, uh, 10 books that really had a lot of life lessons. So in a guy's guy style, I want to share them with you. So I know we're running late tonight. I'm just going to say that uh, next Wednesday, please be here because we've got uh, Scott Sweeney, the fantasy, fall, fantasy football Sherpa. We're going to devote the entire show to getting yourself ready for your fantasy football draft. A very guys' guys show, one of my favorite ones of the year. It's all guys, even though ladies play uh, fantasy football, but it's a real guys' guy thing. So I hope you'll tune in. And until then, remember what I always like to say, guys' guys, finish first.